Welcome to another edition of Alternative News brought to you by Romina Betsin from the Campaign for International Cooperation and Disarmament produced at the community radio station 3CR. Today we are going to talk about the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam Moratorium. Friday 8th May was the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam War. The Vietnam Moratorium protests, the first of which took place on 8 May 1970, were the largest public demonstrations in Australia's history at the time. The protests took place during a period of great social change in Australia when people from a range of backgrounds were prepared to confront authority. Labour politician Dr Jim Keynes at his address at the first moratorium said, Our spirit is the spirit of peace and understanding. Our spirit is opposed to violence, opposed to hate, opposed to every motive that has produced this terrible war. Unquote. Background to the Vietnam War is a booklet written and produced by Joan Coxich for the occasion of the 50th anniversary of the Vietnam commemoration, which was going to be held on Friday 8 May at Trades Hall. Unfortunately, it has been postponed due to COVID-19. Joan, in her valuable booklet, has written, and I quote, It was a history of betrayal, broken promises and bullying. France started the war by refusing to hand back its 80-year-old colonial possession, while Vietnamese nationalists were equally determined to win their independence by throwing out the French, who continued to cream off the profits from the Vietnamese robber and rice plantations. In their 1945 Declaration of Independence, the Vietnamese stated they have built more prisons than schools. They have mercilessly slain our patriots. They have drowned our uprisings in rivers of blood to weaken our race. They have forced us to use opium and alcohol. They have fleeced us to the backbone, impoverished our people and devastated our land. Unquote. The war of independence was fought by a united front of various nationalist political groupings with the full support of the people led by patriot Ho Chi Minh, which became known as the Viet Minh. The Viet Minh fought the French for eight long years, from 1946 to 1954, when one million Vietnamese died. Australia sent 50,000 defence personnel to Vietnam from 1962 to 1972. The government's reason was to stop the spread of communism and strengthen the country's ties with our most important strategic ally, the United States. Prime Minister Robert Menzies despised communism and believed China and any countries that came under its control posed a threat to Australia. The Australian government's decision to send troops in 1962 was motivated by strategic and economic interests. The US, Australia and New Zealand had signed the ANSYS Treaty in 1951 and it was hoped that by showing a commitment to the American plan in Vietnam, Australia would secure more comprehensive protection against communism as well as an improved trade partnership. 
The National Service Act 1964, passed on 24 November, required 20-year-old males, if selected, to serve in the army for a period of 24 months of continuous service. That was reduced to 18 months in 1971, followed by three years in the reserve. The Defence Act was amended in May 1965 to provide that conscripts could serve overseas. Over 63,000 men were conscripted, and over 19,000 served in Vietnam. For much of the war, opinion polls showed that most Australians were. Against conscripts serving in Vietnam, even though they broadly supported the war itself, public support for the war remained strong when Prime Minister Harold Holt visited Washington on 29 June 1966 and told President Lyndon Johnson that Australia was all the way with LBJ. Really, nothing much has changed in Australian foreign policy. Our governments are still supporting and involving with the U.S. wars and aggression around the world. Now we will listen to a song that Ken Menzel, a member of the committee of the 50th anniversary of Vietnam commemoration, was going to sing at Trades Hall on Friday, 8 May, called Ho Chi Minh. Chinese people, and his name it is Ho Chi Minh. Oh, oh, Ho Chi Minh. Oh, oh, Ho Chi Minh. From Viet back to the Saigon Delta, from pathless mountains and the plains below. Young and old workers, peasants, and the toiling tenant farmers fight for freedom with Uncle Ho. Ho. Seven seas, work and hardship were part of his early education. Exploitation is A B C. Soldiers on every hand. Drive invaders from the land. Oh. 
army of Viet Minh. Oh, oh, Ho Chi Minh. Oh, oh, Ho Chi Minh. Every soldier is a farmer. Comes the evening and he grabs his hoe. Comes the morning, he swings his rifle on his shoulder. This the army of Uncle Ho. Ho, 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 Chi Minh. Ho, 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 Chi Minh. In the mountains and through the jungles, in the rice lands and the plain of reeds, march the men and the women of the Indo-Chinese army, planting freedom with victory seeds. Oh, oh. Back to the Saigon Delta, march the armies of Viet Minh, and the wind stirs the banners of the Indo-Chinese people. Peace and freedom, and Ho Chi Minh. Oh, oh, Ho Chi Minh. Far beyond the sea's eastern rim lives the man who is father of the Indo-Chinese people, and his name it is Ho Chi Minh. And now we will listen to protesters from Maritime Union of Australia, Sydney branch, who organised May Day 2020 May 1 movement car convoy in Sydney. May Day, a day where we have always come out onto the streets to demand justice, peace, equality and democracy for all working class people. This May Day is no different. In a time of COVID, in a time of austerity, in a time of unemployment and great uncertainty, we are coming out in the streets in a car convoy to ensure everyone's safety by practising social distancing. May Day is essential in the working class calendar. It ensures that we live up to the legacy that has been passed to us by previous generations who have come out onto the streets and demanded justice for workers for over 130 years. We are not going to break that tradition. No worker left behind. I'm here today because I don't want to see a response to a pandemic that puts profit over workers and people's livelihoods and doesn't look after people. It just it looks after the economy as if that is automatically looking after people. And I don't believe that that's the case. I think mean, you need to put people first. I feel like the demands that they're putting forward with this car convoy uh, is uh, really important and it's a really innovative 
tactic, something that I think works really well during this outbreak? Well, obviously we cannot gather in the way that we normally would to make our voices heard in the national discourse. So uh, instead we're uh, trying out this new thing with a car convoy. It's not acceptable that employers in this biggest pandemic crisis come out and try and use it to attack our wages and conditions. That's not acceptable. Also, all frontline workers need to have the best health and safety afforded to them and that's not what's happening. And there's a bit of a perception from all those who have got to go to work that we're cannon fodder out there to keep the rest of society going. And we want the best health and safety we can possibly have. Last week's action and today's action, the NRMA has coughed and has offered some additional job security and some back pay. So yeah, yeah. just a big round of applause to these guys, please. Beautiful. So because they've coughed, for the time being, we're going to pull our action on NRMA because, you know, when they do something good, you give them a lolly. Big turnout, isn't it? Big turnout. It's about time the bloody government had protected all workers and immigrant workers. Get the, you know, all visa workers and non-visa workers. They all need to be looked after. Yeah, they're, gonna, they're doing a rough casual teachers. So look after them, please. Yeah. No one left behind. Our daughter, who's a casual teacher, up at uni, she gets kicked out every Christmas. And so she can't work for one company for 12 months. So let's look after all the casual workers. Just for casual workers, this is shocking. They're going to starve. We're going to have thousands of people on the street homeless. And make the rich pay. May Day 2020, the International Day of Working Class Solidarity. We take to the street in the car convoy. We demand no worker is left behind and that the working class don't pay for this crisis through austerity. We demand a better society, a society not wracked with war, poverty, disease, driven by profit and private accumulation of wealth and corporate power. We want a society of peace, opportunity, community values and shared wealth based on public ownership. These are our demands on May Day 2020. Take to the street in the car convoy in Fremantle. Take to the street in the car convoy in Sydney. May Day 2020, International Solidarity. Join us next week to hear Michael Tsakis, Secretary of the Melbourne Unitarian Peace Memorial Church. She will be speaking about what is happening in Philippines at the moment, in particular during this pandemic. That's all we have time for today. Thank you for listening to Alternative News. I'm Romina Betson. Looking forward to your company again next week. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.